lift our hands and worship him right now and thank him for his faithfulness as we think in our minds and in our hearts back to every single time that he's been faithful. He's been faithful through it all. God, we just praise you and we thank you for that right now, for your faithfulness and your goodness and how it's constantly coming after us, Father. Even things we don't see. Lord, we thank you for it this morning. We praise you for who you are. And right now, Father, I just pray that you anoint this word. And Lord, that it breaks yokes in people's lives, destroys them, God, if they're burdened down with anything this morning as we seek you. Let's praise you and I thank you for who you are, Father. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Turn around and shake a few hands before you're seated. Let's get into the word today. The yoke shall be destroyed. The yoke shall be destroyed. Let's go to 2 Peter to start out this morning. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. As the message is, and I'm doing my best to stay on top of things, and I apologize to anybody that... If I'm not reaching out like I had been and, and talking to you as you're going through things, I'm still trying to stay in the loop on things and figure things out as we go back and forth. Um, but I know you're giving some grace in that. But I st- I'm still doing my best to love on you guys and be there for you through this time that we're going through. And I want you to know that. You can still reach out to us, um, and we're, we're here to help you guys. All right, Second Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. I'm going to be in the NIV for this part here this morning. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. His divine power is greater than any other power ever. God's divine power, okay? Any other power, he's greater than anywhere at any time. And his divine power has given us everything so we don't lack. He's given it all to us. And you say, well, I, I've tried this faith thing. I tried living my life for Jesus, but I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. It was too difficult. His divine power doesn't lack. His divine power doesn't lack. You may have tried it, but you probably tried it on your own. And that is difficult. You didn't try it with his help. Or you didn't try it with his word. You didn't try it with his spirit empowering you to accomplish what he wants to accomplish through you. Or you didn't try it with his people. We need each other. Amen. We need to come alongside each other when we're, when we're doing this faith thing and encourage each other, lift each other up. But that's, that's so important to get plugged in with people in your church as well as you're doing this faith thing. And you're submitting your life to him. But if we believe Jesus is who he says he is... There should be no wavering in our faith at any time. I believe in his power. I believe in his Holy Spirit that empowers me. And and I believe that we should not waver back and forth on whether we can do this faith thing or not. We can. He gives us everything we need to accomplish it. um, To live this life of godliness. And, And once you come to Christ, you come to new life in knowing him. It's a new life. And we take up our cross and we walk in it. 
Walk in it with him empowering you. Verse 4, through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Again, we can live a godly life. We can escape the corruption in the world caused by these evil desires. And some people say, I can't help it. I just feel drawn back into the world. Of course you do. That's what the world does to you. And that's all you've known until you come to Christ. Of course it's going to try to drag you back in and tear you back down. That's all we've known. But when you gave your life to Christ, his blood was shed to give you victory. His blood does give you victory. The bloodline was crossed and you now have everything you need to do this. We have to walk in it. I've spoken to some people in the last few months where, you know, they made this decision to follow Christ and accept him as, as, as their savior and something happened and they fell off and they failed. And they feel ashamed and, and they don't want to show their face because there are people that know that they did something wrong. But I want to tell you this morning, there is no judgment here. No judgment here. Because we all fail at times. We all struggle at times. We're coming alongside you and you may have messed up, but the best thing you can do when you mess up is just admit it. That doesn't mean all oh, everything's canceled. I can't do this. No, just admit you messed up and pick yourself back up and let us encourage you and help you up. And start walking it out again. There's a song that says, I'm not enough unless you come. We're not. If you're trying to do this faith thing on your own, you're not going to make it. We are not enough unless he comes and he empowers us with a power that's supernatural. It's above any other power. And we walk in that. Then we can do it. We can do this. We need him and we need the people of God around us to help encourage us. Let's go over to Isaiah. And I don't usually do much out of King James because I don't understand it perfectly <laughs> with all those extras on the ends of words. But I'm going to read out of that this morning. I'm not knocking anybody that likes to use it. That's fine. Don't beat me up for it. Isaiah 10 verses 24 and 25. And then also we're going to jump over to verse 27. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, O my people that dwellest in Zion, be not afraid of the Assyrian. He shall smite thee with a rod and shall lift up his staff against thee after the manner of Egypt. For yet a very little while and the indignation shall cease and mine anger in their destruction. In verse 27, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Now Assyria, in this passage, would indeed trouble and oppress Judah, but not forever. You're going to go through some things, you're going to struggle with things, but not forever. Okay? Instead, the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing, because of the presence and the power of the God among Judah, the yoke of bondage would be destroyed here. 
And the anointing can be seen as the Messiah, Jesus Christ. He is the source of our victory and freedom from the yoke of bondage. And another translation reads, the yoke will break because you have grown so fat. And this is a picture of Israel as an animal so large that the yoke will not fit it, so she cannot be fully subdued by the enemy. And when you get the anointing of the Holy Spirit on you and in you, you cannot be subdued by the enemy. He can't subdue you. Whatever yoke he has put on you and oppressed you with has to break in Jesus' name because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And and I like to put it this way. The anointing is, is God's super added to our natural. Okay, God's super added to our natural. I do things in the natural, but then God comes on the scene and his soul, Holy Spirit, does things supernaturally that I can't do by myself. The anointing is operating under the power and the presence of God in our lives. And man can appoint us to things, but only God can anoint us for those things. Okay, so... As you're walking through life and you face things and you face these struggles, a lot of times we get tripped up because we're not walking in the anointing, the power of God and the Holy Spirit in us and these things drag us down and then we get these yokes that are on us and we're walking around defeated and we're struggling. But we have to remember to allow him to supernaturally work in us and through us to break these yokes off of us, okay? It's not a question of if God wants to favor and anoint us, rather it's, it's what are we doing to prevent it. What am I doing in my life in the natural that's preventing God from supernaturally moving on my behalf? And I'll admit, there's things in the natural that I do that are probably totally against what he would want me to do. So how do I expect him to move when I'm moving opposite of what he would want? How is he going to supernaturally move in my life when I'm not allowing his Holy Spirit to control my thoughts and actions and everything else? Okay. When Jesus comes into our lives, we are in God's family. We are now part of God's family. We're actually joint heirs with Jesus, and he gave me the right to be a child of God. Jesus did. I'm a child of God. I'm a joint heir with Jesus. But there's responsibility as we seek his favor and his anointing in our life. And we talked about this a few weeks ago about who's the boss. There's a surrender continually every day to his lordship. You're the lord of my life. And we've got to submit to him daily. But I'm the one who prevents it when I choose my flesh instead of walking in the spirit. I do that. I, present, I prevent him from moving how he wants to in me because I let my flesh take over instead of his spirit controlling me. The enemy uses yokes. Like addiction and lust and fornication and sickness and disease to keep us bound and and yoked to these oppressive spirits as a means to control you and redirect your purpose. And some people in here have walked around with this yoke around your neck for years. For a very long time and you're not free from it yet. But when we're in Christ, every yoke of bondage, bondage is to be destroyed. We don't have to walk around with those things. I didn't have to walk around with depression and anxiety and the suicidal thoughts for two and a half years because Jesus destroys those things. Every demonic attack is destroyed. When you're in Christ and empowered by the Holy Spirit, every yoke that tries to grip your heart and your family must release you and let your purpose go. All power and authority belongs to Jesus. 
He's more powerful than any demonic yoke or stronghold that tries to keep you bound up. No demonic force can beat Jesus. Nothing can withstand him. When we are in Christ, we are his own. He fights on our behalf. We're on his team. And we have the power to choose who we are yoked to, Christ or Satan. In Christ, no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. I'm free in Jesus. And for those of us in here who have been, have been burdened or yoked to, to something the enemy brought into our lives, you truly know what it means to be free. And those things break off of you and you're changed Amen. by the power of God. How many of you have been yoked to something, an addiction or something in your life? How many of you also know that God set you free from that? Amen. He works in that power to break things off of us. All power and authority belongs to him. We're free in him. And we have to choose sides every single day, Christ or Satan, Christ or Satan, my flesh or the spirit. We've got to choose those every day. The kingdom of God or the kingdom of darkness. Choose, you've got to choose your side. And the choice is simple, but the choice is yours. And it's mine. We can choose to live by the bondage and yokes of the enemy, or we can be set free from every bondage and every torment by choosing life in Christ. We can be free. I don't know about you, but when I went through that, that stuff that was that, just this heavy yoke on me and that burden, sometimes I wallowed in it. And I stayed there because it was me. Or at least I thought that's who I was. And you get comfortable with it. Like, it's just part of my life now. It's just, it's just part of my life that I carry this around. It's just, it's just part of me now. It's who I am. No. That's not who you are as a child of God. And it wasn't until I came to that realization in my mind and in my heart, this is not who God says I am. I am not a depressed, full of anxiety, wanting to rid myself of being here in this world. That is not God. That is not who God says I am. And as I surrendered to Christ and, and, I, and I just, just told him, to, please, Lord, please, I know this is not who I am. I started reading about who I was in Christ. I started reading about who I was in Christ. And he told me and showed me, I have something better for you. You don't have to walk around with this yoke anymore. And he broke that off of me and destroyed it in Jesus' name. And in Christ, we're set free forever. We don't have to look back. We push forward. Your past is erased. And we have to embrace who we are in Christ. We accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Man, he gives us a clean slate. And that still blows my mind. Like everything, Rick, that you did bad, everything that you did against me, every cuss word that you said against me, every time you took my name in vain, gone. And I think some of us, we can't even fathom that like, man, I was a bad person. doesn't matter. Clean slate. When you surrender your life to Jesus, you're forgiven. And he forgets those things. Your sins are completely wiped away. Your past forgiven. God himself sees you through the blood of his son, Jesus. And when you're in Christ, no one can hold your past against you. Thank you, God. Because people do that. But I'm so thankful that he redeems us. He restores us. And not even Satan himself can hold our past against us. And Re Revelation 12.10 says he's the accuser among the brethren. 
So when the accuser tries to throw these accusations against you and tries to bring up your past, you tell him the blood of Jesus has wiped away all those. And I am forgiven and I am free. And I'm not going back to that. Christ stands in your defense and he covers you. We're no longer a slave to sin. We're no longer bound by its power in our lives. Condemnation has no power or, power or authority in our life of a believer. And when you're in Christ, your sins are forgiven and Satan's tactics no longer hinder you. For those of you that have come out of addiction, the, the more you seek after God, the more you allow him into your life, the easier it is to just skip right over those things. I'm no longer that person. I'm just going to leave that there because I'm free. I don't carry that yoke anymore. It's been destroyed. It's been destroyed in Jesus' name. Oswald Chambers wrote these words in his utmost for his highest, and it says, my worth to God in public is what I am in private. My worth to God in public is what I am in private. And this simple but profound insight is seen how the anointing originates. It is not what we do for God in public that causes him to anoint our life or work. It is the death struggle of self that goes on within our private sanctuary that prepares us for his anointing. It is when we die to self and then we live for Jesus that his favor begins to fall on his child. It doesn't matter what or where we live it out for it is his choice, not ours. We could be anointed as a pastor or ministry leader or writer or speaker or mechanic or line worker or doctor or teacher or housewife or executive. We've seen tax collectors, fishermen, and Pharisees who were anointed for the purpose Jesus gave them. And our purpose is doing what Jesus wants no matter what, where, or how that is expressed. But to be anointed for his purpose for our life is found only in the inner chamber of our intimate abiding relationship with Jesus. When we go there and find that place and remain there within our heart and perspective, it feeds the deepest desire in our life and the anointing becomes an inside-out expression that reaches the surface of our life. And this is when our purpose is empowered and the thing called anointed is observed. Our inner life and our outer life are living in harmony with Christ. It has to be if a real anointing is realized. Powerful. The anointing in your life breaks the yokes. And I know there are people here this morning that are yoked to some things that God wants to destroy for you. You've just accepted it. It is, it is what it is. I'm always going to have it. It happened to me when I was young and I'm still not over it yet. It can be destroyed this morning by the power of God. And free. You don't have to walk around defeated. You don't have to walk around sad and depressed and, and just replaying that moment over and over in your life. Whatever it was, whatever it is this morning can be destroyed in Jesus' name. And the anointing, again, is operating under the power and presence of God in our lives. The yoke shall be destroyed. Is there anybody in here this morning that you need a yoke destroyed in your life? that you're bound to right now, that you're struggling with right now. I want our church to know, and I want you to know, 
that as you get up out of your seat, as the Holy Spirit directs you, whatever it is, whatever I preach on each week, whatever God gives me, if you feel in your spirit this morning that, yes, I have a yoke from the enemy, I've been carrying it around, I want it destroyed, I want you to know it's okay to get up and it's okay to admit I got a problem and it's okay to come to this altar. Otherwise, what are we doing here? This is a place to be encouraged. This is a place to feel God's love, to experience God, to encounter the Holy Spirit so he can change your life. And there's nothing wrong. You've got to get your pride out of the way sometimes and just come forward and say, I'm messed up and I've got issues. And I think that's such a big thing for people to, to one, you know, when the Holy Spirit convicts and puts something on you, yeah, I know this morning I have a yoke. And I, and I know some of them in here, some I don't. But it's a, big, it's, a, it's a big thing to take one step from that seat and admit to God, I'm coming, I'm coming. And I know you're going to meet me right there and you're going to destroy the stuff that's been hindering me. If you can just take that step and come and surrender that to God this morning, I know that he can destroy the yoke that the enemy has put on you. And you can be empowered to live a new life in him. And be free from whatever it is that's been distracting you, whatever it is that's been, been tearing you down over and over again. So if you guys will stand this morning, our praise team will come up. In this scripture we read, as the Assyrians were keeping them in bondage, God was telling them it's not going to be forever. It's not going to be forever. You're going to be free from this. And this morning as we're talking about this, again, if you've got a yoke of bondage spiritually, maybe it's some abuse in the past, mental abuse, whatever it is, that yoke can be destroyed this morning and you can be free. You don't have to walk around with it anymore. Let God destroy that. Let the anointing destroy that this morning and take it off of you and you walk out of here with a new freedom in Christ. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, Father, we praise you and we lift you up in this place right now. Father, I spoke on the yoke shall be destroyed. God, I know there's somebody in here. I know this word, God, about the yoke being destroyed. Somebody in here is struggling. Somebody in here has walked around defeated and struggling. And some things, Father, have been, have been on them for years. Father, I pray they have the boldness and the courage to just step out this morning and come to you. Lord, to submit that to you. Admit to this, this, has been, this has been tripping me up. This is what's, what's on my life. This yoke on me right now is something I need destroyed in Jesus' name. So Lord, we come and we surrender it to you this morning and ask you supernaturally to break that, to destroy that off of people this morning. Whatever it is, Father, no matter how deep the hurt is, you can destroy that yoke. 
And Lord, as we pray and we seek you right now, I pray that they respond to who you are and that your Holy Spirit invades this place and supernaturally moves like only you can move, God. Lord, we see freedom experienced and people yoke up with you instead of what the enemy tried to destroy them with. We just praise you and we thank you, Father. Have freedom in this place. Every hindrance the enemy is trying to bring against a mind and a heart right now, gone in Jesus' name. It's all yours this morning, God. We worship you. We lift you up in this place, God. There is freedom found in Jesus. There is freedom found in Jesus. And Lord, we pray for that freedom to be realized by people right now that need a yoke destroyed in their life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.